Hey there, welcome to our podcast. Pastors Todd and Mary have a message for you this week that they believe will inspire hope, unleash potential, and change your life. Make sure to subscribe to get a new one every week. Enjoy. See, religion is all about rules and regulations, what to do's and what not to do's. Religion is about appearance, how you look to people. And there are too many religious people who care more about how they look than how they actually live. And I got to tell you, it doesn't take long to develop a religious attitude. We had somebody just got saved in our church not too long ago. A month in, gets baptized in water. Two months later, is telling me how to preach in the church. I'm like, where'd you go to seminary, bro? Like, have you studied the word for 30 years? You're telling me in three months, you now are super pastor? Go start your own church. Amen. People can get it really quick. All they got to do is rub shoulder with a bunch of religious people. So here are the signs you have a religious spirit. You ready? Anybody ready for a little conviction? Because I was convicted when I was preparing. You are argumentative. But I got to tell you my opinion. No, you don't. You're entitled to your opinion, but wisdom says sometimes you shouldn't share it. You are judgmental. Everybody else is wrong. The last 25 churches you went to, you had a problem with every pastor. Who do you think the problem is? It's no longer the pastor. Own your issues. I don't stand up here and say I'm perfect. I am flawed. I will hurt you. I will offend you. I will say things that will make you go, I can't believe he just said that. But I am what I am. This is who I am. So you can be judgmental. You're unteachable. I don't know who they think they are. I tell you one time, we're preaching, I think, I think it was Pastor Matt was preaching one time, and somebody got me out and said, well, you know, I don't think that verse means that. And I responded, I don't care what you think that verse means. Who the heck do you think you are? Like, I don't understand how people can walk up to a pastor at the end of service and say, I think you were wrong. Bye, Felicia. I know we have a Felicia in our church. We're not talking to Felicia in our church. It's an expression just for everybody. Number four, you are closed to change. Things have always been done this way. How'd that work out for you? Oh, the good old days of church. Mm. When we used to have church. And none of your kids wanted to be in church. And now we had, I can't believe the lights hit me in the eye. But look at all our teenagers and young adults in church in the front rows. Bye, Felicia. You are stubborn and proud. I know. I have all these gifts and talents.
just slap them appropriately. You are the spiritual authority for everyone. I'm here to hold you accountable. Um, no. I ain't giving any of you permission to hold me accountable. You know who holds me accountable? People over me. They're called other pastors. As I just got to tell you, okay, guess what? My pastors that watch our sermons, they correct me when I'm wrong. That's called accountability. Accountability is never equal. It's someone over. Some of you got accountability with someone equal to you. That's not accountability. That's called friendship. Okay, just throwing it out there, okay? You are a confusion creator. You create confusion. You thrive on it. You stir things up. You know what I like to do with confusion creators? Give them more confusion. Because they love it. And so what you can easily do with confusion creators is help their confusion continue. So that's why sometimes I love throwing out flipping and shut your hole because all the religious people get offended. And I'm like, bye. Last, I've learned that those with a religious spirit are usually those who pretend to be something they are not. They wear their wife on their arm at church and verbally abuse them at home. They raise their hands in church, but you raise a one-finger salute on the LIE. Come on, somebody. God cannot bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless the real me. So you have to slay the religious spirit in your own heart because the religious spirit's number one objective is to intimidate. See, that same spirit of intimidation that Elijah faced is still trying to intimidate people into a religious spirit. But the dragon of religion was exposed in 2020. How do we know that? 25% of Christians no longer attend church in 2021. That's not just in person. That includes online. 25% of Christians said bye to the church in 2020. Religious spirit exposed. Well, I go to church and I feel good and all this is good. No! You don't go to church to feel good. You go to church to be holy. To learn, to grow, to become like Jesus. 92% of churches in America had a decrease in tithes and offerings in 2020. 92%. That means only 8% of churches stayed the same or increased in income. We're one of the 8%. Come on, somebody. Love that major. Religion was exposed. A lot of people just looked the part on Sundays... But you can't just look the part. Paul told young Timothy, ready? This is going to be one right in the gut. It's a group of people. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Slay the dragon. Now, I'm not saying slay the people. Stay away from the people. Just to be clear, because I am holding a sword. 
Religion keeps you comfortable. I got my get out of hell card. I go to church on Sundays. I'm good. In the middle of a pandemic, I watched online once a month. I gave my $5 Catholic offering every year. I think I should preach like this more often, actually. Religion keeps you comfortable. I'm good. Jesus keeps you consecrated. Comfortable is I'm good. Consecrated is I am the righteousness of God in and through the person called Christ Jesus. We are not called to ride the dragon of religion. We're called to slay it. So really quick, how do you slay the dragon of religion in 2021? You ready? If you're taking notes, write this down first. Learn to discern. America is one of the most biblically illiterate nations in the world. And yet we're one of the most prosperous. We like somebody to spoon feed us a little bit of baby food. Here you go. Open up. Come on. Let's, let's make this crappy, unsalted, terrible peas. This is so good. Open your mouth. Come on. How many parents did that before? Chugga, chugga. This was mine. Chugga, 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 chugga. The train is coming. The train is coming. Phew. And then what did that child do the first taste they got of those crappy peas? Blah. Here's the reality. We've got to be able to discern truth from error. And the church today is not that smart. Because we'll repost people who don't have a godly character and we expect a godly message to be carried out with it. <laughs> discernment. I believe this is the area that's lacking. If you want to slay the dragon of religion, you have to learn to discern. What is discernment? Discernment is the ability to discern or to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Scripture declares this. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world in 2020. Oh, I didn't say that, but I just threw that in there. Not everyone you hear from on Christian social media posts is biblical, true, or right. Come on, somebody. A lot of people in 2020 claiming to have heard from God and they were wrong. But man, when your pastor tells you, guys, do this. Well, I'm a pastor. I know better. Religious spirit. If you can listen to the pop preachers, but you can't listen to your pastors, you're a religious spirit. Because you're more focused on the big and the hype than the holy and the sacred and the true and those who are up close with you. See, Elijah failed to discern in this moment. The Bible says this, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He listened to the spirit of intimidation, the religious spirit, Jezebel, and he ran. If you can't learn to discern, you will run every time there's an attack. Now, I want you to hear this. This may be the most important thought today and it was kind of like not an afterthought but like 
a thought after I already kind of almost finished the message. The religious spirit that often attacks you will usually attach to you. Anybody like Spider-Man? Venom. Venom. <laughs> Takes over your entire being and you're out of control. You're fighting against it, but then it attached itself to you. It is easy to become judgmental. Come on now, is that not true? Oh, man, I can't believe pastor's wearing those pants today. <sighs> I'd rather see him in the skinny jeans. Brother couldn't even afford anything besides his pajamas to preach in today. It's easy to become judgmental. Oh, look at those people over there. They love Jesus. Oh, my goodness. What's happening? It's easy to become judgmental because that thing that attacks you will often attach to you. And that's why you have to stop hiding under broom trees and running into caves. Let me explain this to you. Elijah literally has a huge victory, and then a religious spirit attacks him, and he hides under a broom tree. God sends an angel to tell Elijah, get up and eat. In other words, hanging under this tree is not going to give you the strength and protection you need. You're trying to find shade in creation just like the Jezebel spirit. God of nature. You're finding protection in nature instead of running to God. It's so deep you might have missed it. I think many of us try and find it that way. Man, put on a mask. Not against mask. But if that's your protection, God of nature. My protection comes from the Lord. Doesn't mean we don't do those things. But I put no confidence in the flesh. My hope is in Christ. He's my great physician. He's my protection. See, church, some of us need to stop hiding after we're attacked and get some spiritual nutrition in our body. I don't eat once a week. To maintain my 176 pound frame I don't eat once a day I eat all day long Come on then Come on, I know you're a snacker, Tommy Come on, how many of you do that? Like, look, if there's a chip Next thing you know What the heck happened to this bag of chips? How come we don't do that with the word? Oh, wait, I got my five minutes in. I'm good. I read my little Devo. I'm good. How come we're not like, oh, this is so good, and it becomes so good that it's unnatural to stop eating the chip because you can't just eat one. You just got to. So Elijah then eats, and he travels for 40 days and 40 nights where he then finds rest in a cave. Then an angel meets him there and says, what are you doing here? In the wilderness under a broom tree? Why are you here? In a cave? Why are you here? Elijah has a vision from God and is asked again twice, what are you doing here? God did not design you for the broom tree or the cave. The broom tree, which is also called the Rodham tree, is found in the desert. It is used for shade for 115 to 130 degree temperatures. But it's not even a tree. 
It's a bush. Hiding under a bush. That means you've got to get so low to find shade. And there's a lot of religious people that are going low. They're going low in their social media junk. I don't even call it posts anymore. They're going so low in how they respect one another and people. They're going so low in their behavior, but I'm getting shade from nature instead of protection from God. The broom tree was designed for shade. God said to Elijah, the angel said to Elijah, you don't belong here because you don't belong in the desert. I told you to go here and you keep stopping along the way. Come on now. How many of us, God says, go here. We're like, oh, yeah, God, go on this mission trip. Oh, yeah, but this vacation's better. Oh, go do this. Uh, but I want to go here. I want to go. And you make all these lateral moves. He runs off to the cave in Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel says, go out and stand on the mountain. Go out of the cave and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord is about to pass by. I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, get ready, church. 2020 was your cave. But step out of the cave because the Lord is about to pass by. You got to get out of the cave. In other words, leave the cave because you are not designed to hibernate, isolate, or insulate. Not in a cave. Stop hiding under the broom tree or in the caves because the moment you get out, you will see God. I also know this. You got to battle the source, not the symptoms. Battle the source, not the symptoms. Way too many people are battling the wrong things today. The religious spirit loves to get us fighting each other. And in 2020, in all the years I've been serving God, I saw more of a religious spirit over the last 12 months than my entire lifetime. Because if we only address the symptoms, we will never heal the source issues. Elijah ran from the source. He did not want to deal with it. So what did he do? He got emotional. He got depressed. He got suicidal. He got discouraged. And so many people like Elijah are battling all the symptoms. And when you focus on your symptoms, you make wrong decisions. It happens in politics. It happens in race, in education in sports, in entertainment. Let me tell you something that everyone needs to hear, so dial in, all right? Here we go, you ready? The number one issue in the world today is a sin issue. You want to cure the issues of our world today? Stop battling the symptoms. Go after the source. Right here. And let me tell you something. If we don't go after the source and all we're doing is addressing symptoms, you won't change one stinking thing. It's time to go after the source. This Jezebel religious spirit tries to get us focused on everything but the issue. She is the master of distraction. If I can get you on the symptoms, I could still slither my way behind you and do what I need to do. See, if you could change the human heart, you could change human behavior. But if you try and change human behavior... The human heart still stands black and darkened with sin. 
Don't let the spirit get you focused, this spirit get you focused on the symptoms. And that doesn't mean you can't identify the symptoms. You need to diagnose, but my focus must be on the source. And that's why we are committed at Church Unleashed to talking about source issues over symptoms. Now, we're not going to ignore the symptoms either. And we're going to speak out against those things we need to speak out and stand up for what we must stand up for. But we will always fight against a religious spirit that tries to impose its way on our lives. And that happens from a lot of different avenues. And then finally, understand this. You are not alone. You're not alone in your struggle. You're not alone in your feelings. You're not alone in your insecurity or your challenges or your problems. Elijah's declaration was this. I'm the only one left. Have you ever felt like you're the only one? Come on now. You go to your family gathering with 10 or less people. And you're the only one there. That's saying, no, that's wrong. No, that you're the only voice. You're with your group of friends. You're the only one standing up for what's right. You're the only one saying, well, listen, I think it's wrong to have sex before marriage. I'm the only one who says that I'm such a prude. No, you're godly. I'm the only one left. Now they're trying to kill me. Here's God's response to Elijah's complaint. I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who've never bowed their knee to Baal. When you feel alone, you are never alone. God was saying there's 7,000 others you didn't even know about. There are people standing for righteousness and holiness all around you that you don't even know. And God's saying to all of us, you're not alone. Here's what I've learned. You plus God equals a majority. Whether there's 7,000 other real deal Christians or not, I'm never alone. Because if I've got God, I ultimately win. 2021. W-O-N. 2021. This is the year you win. This is the year God restores the fun. This is the year we fight off what 2020 has tried to attach onto us. And if we allow it to attach to ourselves, we become another Jezebel. We become another religious spirit that complains, that gets all angry, gets all frustrated. But whatever attacks you, whatever comes against you, do not let it attach to you. Don't let the religious spirit attach you because it can happen like that. It can happen like that. I came looking for this. I want to be encouraged in church. Sometimes you need to be a little discouraged in church. You know when I get discouraged? When I realize I'm not perfect. That I'm going to blow it. That I'm going to make mistakes. I get discouraged when someone says, that was wrong what you did. I get discouraged, but a moment of discouragement is worth a lifetime of encouragement. A moment of discouragement is worth a lifetime of encouragement. You don't think our kids get a little discouraged when we discipline them. But the Bible says in Hebrews 12, the discipline at that moment is not joyous, but it is painful. But in the end, it produces a harvest of right living. 
I think some of us, we've developed a religious spirit because we worship out of emotion instead of out of education. In other words, I don't worship because the lyrics are good. I worship because God is good. I don't worship because the music is good. I worship because God is good. I don't go to church because I like my pastor. I go to church because I love the word. I'm telling you, church, it comes down to all of us surrendering again in 2021 to a person called Jesus. There's a song we used to sing. When I was growing up at church, we don't sing songs like this anymore. I'll tell you why, because it discourages you for a little moment. I surrender all. All to Jesus, my blessed Savior. I give it all to you. No, but it's mine. Mine, 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 my stuff, my job, my talents. Listen, it's to surrender everything to Jesus is you saying, God, I am nothing and you are everything. I just wonder how many of us, we're more consumed with church than we are Christ. We're more consumed with just knowing stuff instead of doing stuff. We're more consumed with, I just get to get my fix and then I'm good for the rest of the week than we are an everyday life-giving relationship with Christ. My challenge to us this year is to slay the dragon of religion. Religion is not what you do, is what Jesus has done. Religion is all about you. You, you, me, I feel good, I feel Relationship with Christ is all about there are days I feel terrible, but I know I'm not alone. Are you willing to surrender everything to Jesus? Because one thing 2020 taught me, you're not guaranteed the next moment of your life. I don't know if it taught me that, maybe it just reminded me. And so if I don't know if I'm going to exist tomorrow, why am I going to worry about tomorrow? I'm going to focus on today. And today, here's what I need. I need Jesus. Every day of my life, I need Jesus. And when I wake up two days from now, I'm going to need Jesus on that day. When I wake up next week, I'm going to still need Jesus. No matter who the president is, no matter who local politicians are, no matter who your teachers are, the one thing you need more than any of those is Jesus.